there and welcome to the first ever GPS training podcast. My name's John and I'm joined by my colleague Andy. Hi, I'm Andy. I review all the new products and I'm the tech support guy, known as the geek, but hopefully that's in a, in a nice way. Um, I'm John. I'm uh, one of the directors at Shepherds Walks Limited, who are the parent company of GPS training. So again, we're going to work together, both Andy and myself, to deliver podcasts over the coming months. We're going to look at doing one pad- podcast every month, but we may bring in guests over the coming month. We've spoken to a few people in the industry about the podcast, and they all seem very enthusiastic. So I know we're going to get some people lining up to come on the podcast. So what are these podcasts and what's it all about? As I've just said, it's going to be a monthly affair. So every month we're going to uh, do a podcast, which is going to be half an hour, three quarters of an hour in length uh, that you'll be able to listen to. It will evolve over time. If they become popular, we might do uh, more. If they're less popular, we'll do less. So again, we're, we're quite flexible and it will evolve over time. They're going to consist of reviews, training chats, top GPS and route planning tips, and we'll answer any questions you have regarding your outdoor GPS units. So again, send us any questions or any feedback, and actually over time, the podcasts will uh, incorporate that. Um, it, we're going to try and deliver it in a casual, relaxed manner, uh, make it easy listening. So if you're in the car or you're sat in front of your computer, you'll be able to listen to the podcast, and hopefully it should be pleasant uh, for you to listen to. It's going to be available on our website, and over time we can be able to download it from iTunes, Google, SoundCloud or wherever else you download your podcast from. So again you can download it onto your mobile phone so when you're out walking the dog hopefully you can listen to our dulcet tones in your ears and keep up to date with everything in the world of GPS unit, uh, GPS units and route planning uh, on, your, on your computer or Mac. But please give us your feedback. If you have any uh, thoughts on what we uh, what we should be covering, just drop us an email and then we can incorporate into future podcasts. What we want to do is make it into the most listened podcast on the web for outdoor GPS units. So uh, that's what we're hopefully going to achieve. So we're GPS training. What is GPS training? We're the largest independent retailer in the UK of GPS units. Why are we the largest GPS uh, retailer? It's because what we say is we don't just sell that box. We don't just sell a box with a GPS in it. We teach you how to use it in with the price via webinars and what we call the online resource, which again, you'll hear more about as the uh, podcast progress over future months. We actually set up the GPS units before they leave. So again, um, many of the units now take us 20, 30 minutes to set up. So rather than you getting this unit and going, what do I do with it? We've set it up for you, install the mapping for you. You just take it out of the box, and you're ready to go out walking. By the time you've read through the instructions that we've put together for it and been on the webinars, you hopefully will be to grips with that GPS unit. And the other thing is we use the GPS units every single day. We're all walkers, we're all cyclists, and we offer impartial, honest advice. I don't want to sell a unit that gives us the biggest profit margin. I want to sell a unit that people will say that's the best unit for me and we'll come back again recommended to friends and this kind of thing so that's our retail side of the business we're also the largest gps training provider in the uk we deliver nationwide physical courses in both in the south downs new forest cotswolds northamptonshire sherwood forest lakes northumberland and perth so we deliver a two-day course the first day on how to use your unit and the second day of how to plan routes on your computer or your mac and then we also deliver webinars these are live seminars uh, which will teach you how to use your unit if you buy a unit from us 
we incorporate those within uh, within the uh, package so you don't have to buy them if you bought your unit elsewhere you can actually pay a small amount and sign up to those live seminars which will teach you how to use a unit and again on those seminars we don't just say do this do that do that we signpost at the end to further resources both by ourselves and other people so we really get to grips with it so that's who we are at GPS training So the first thing we look at in today's podcast is the review of the SatMap Active 20. We've had this unit now, Andy, for a couple of months, haven't we? And we've liked it. It's evolved. We've been waiting for it for years. Well, feels like years from SatMap. So what are your thoughts on it after having it for a couple of months? Yeah, to be honest, we, we were really excited, as any techie guy would be, to receive a new product. The first thing that struck me when we got the new product, turning it on, it's got the nice high resolution screen in a good size screen. And like we're also used to our mobile phones these days having large screens and high resolution. So it's nice to see it in a handheld GPS device. And it's what SatMap were famous for that with the, the SatMap Active 12 had that high res yeah. screen, which I know everybody's been craving for. The big, I mean, the big changes we've seen from the Active 12 and what we really like about this new unit. Yep, high resolution screen, but it's a very tough Gorilla Glass. So it's a lot tougher than its predecessor and a very responsive screen and of course it's a touch screen now whereas the unit before was just buttons um so we've got touch screen and it's still got buttons which makes it great that's what i really like large screen and buttons so you get the boost um, best of both worlds and that's the only unit currently on the market from any manufacturer that has that isn't it it is um having both the option of you know in the winter you maybe want to use your gloves and other times of the year, you've got the much quicker touch screen to move around through the menus and the map page, etc. And is the GPS spec up to handle these high res maps? Because I know when we've had high res in the maps in the past, it doesn't, it needs to, it takes the time, doesn't it, draw that map? So is the sat map up at Active 20 yeah, up no, to it? No, very impressive. I mean, what's nice, we've be, we were lucky enough to get the demo unit with the Platinum bundle. So it has 1 to 10, 1 to 25 Ordnance Survey and 1 to 50 Ordnance Survey. And throughout all those three map sets, it moves really quick on the screen. So when you want to move the map a little bit further ahead to see what's coming up or see what's behind you, etc., it moves really quick. It's got a very fast processor. So that's very impressive as well. And the other thing that I think you've noted and, and we've talked a lot about is actually it's the first GPS unit is used to the Galileo satellites. And so what are the Galileo satellites and how is this going to benefit us as outdoor walkers and cyclists? I don't know if anyone's aware for that for the last few years um, in Europe we've had this new project called Galileo to put our own satellites up because prior to that we had the American system GPS and then the Russian system GLONASS by putting up these new satellites into space it improves the accuracy and speed of satellite lock for any GPS device so what we're really impressed with you turn the unit on and the satellite fixes so quick what kind of accuracy are we getting with these Galileo satellites as well as the American and the Russian satellites? Well, what we're noticing in sort of open view, so when you've got a good view of the sky, we're getting it down to sort of 1.5 metres accuracy, which is brilliant. I have had it a little bit under, but most of the time, open open view, 1.5 metres. And that's the best accuracy we currently get on a Gar- well, any GPS unit, not just a Garmin GPS Yeah, no, normally we expect to see between sort of 3 and 5 metres as a best sort of target to aim for. Yeah, brilliant. Down to 1.5 is brilliant. Mm. And the other thing as well is is the battery. Just looking at the unit and, and looking inside it, we've got this this massive battery, which we've never really seen on a, on a GPS unit before, haven't we? That's twice the size of the original battery. It's a 500 milliamp hour battery, but in layman's terms, it just means we get good battery life at the end of the day. There's some figures quoted on SatMap's website uh, and on our website under the spec that'll take you up to 
you know, 15, 16 hours usage. But I think most of us would be happy if we can have a unit that we can turn on all day, record where we walk, look at maps and still have the battery at the end of the day. Fantastic. Brilliant and the thing what let which I think let the SatMap Active 10 and Active 12 down was it wasn't waterproof, was it? We used to put in these plastic, well, these rubber um, containers. I don't know what they what's, what do they call the the containers. They, they had like a pro shield. A pro shield. That's what they were called. We used to have one of these pro shield. I know we had a course in in Northumberland just a, a few months ago, and we sold out a pro shield because it was a wet day, wasn't it? So, but so this is I think this has been improved, hasn't it, from those days? Yeah. The, the rating you hear this terminology IP rating ingress protection. So. It's just a unit being protected against the elements, whether it be water or dust. This unit has a very high, what we call an IP68 weather rating. So to be honest, you could have it in your hand all day or on the stem of your mountain bike or road bike, no problem in the rain. And with it having the tough Gorilla Glass screen again, very robust unit, doesn't need to be put in a case. Fantastic. And then I think the final real positive thing was something we've seen just coming online last year. I think it was the Oregon 700 with this uh, enabled to log onto Wi-Fi. So the, the Oregon 7 is the Garmin product, which came out, I think, last August. And that was the first one we can now log on to Wi-Fi. I think we can do a similar thing, but now with the Active 20, can't we, from Satmap? Yeah, with, with the Active 20, like any product, you know, software updates come out to add features or improve the same as your computer at home. What's nice to see with the Active 20, these software updates, updates can be done via Wi-Fi and something that we know is coming in the future which will be exciting uh, I'm sure we'll put on a podcast SatMap are looking at some new planning software that will also allow you to transfer routes etc via Wi-Fi so that's why they've put that Wi-Fi function in but it's a great way to update your unit quickly on your home Wi-Fi system. And so to summarise from what you've said, you've got this big three and a half, um, three and a half inch high-res um, Gorilla Glass screen. We've got the high-res maps. It's dual button and touchscreen, which we've not seen uh, before on any GPS units. It's utilising these Galileo, which is this European satellite that have come online. Fantastic battery life, which we can't see any. There's no other unit currently on the market with similar battery life. High weather rating, which again, um, SatMap have suffered a little bit in the past, and we can we've got this Wi-Fi compatibility logs onto your local Wi-Fi, so updating that unit. So it's got some really good things going for it. But after, when there's good things, there's also things that we dislike. I'm not saying we 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 don't. What's what the 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 drawbacks on it compared to other units currently on the marketplace? I mean, me personally, I'm a I'm a cyclist and a hiker, so I like road cycling. And you know, there's units available that allow you to do that car sat nav experience when you're cycling on the roads. With the sat map unit, the Ordnance Survey maps, brilliant maps, nice detailed high res maps, but you are just seeing yourself move over the map. You can't do that turn by turn navigation as a cyclist would do on the roads. But to be honest, I see it more as a walker and hiker's unit or a mountain biker, that robust, tough unit. So whether that's necessarily a negative, but I suppose having a unit where you could use it for road cycling, it would have been nice to have had that turn by turn routing. And the other thing is this compass pointer, isn't it? So this is something that you've kind of flagged up a few times when we had conversations, the compass pointer on this compared to a Garmin. Yeah, when, you're, when you are navigating a route off-road, what's nice with um, the other, you know, like a Garmin unit, we can have this little pointer at the top of the map that points you in the direction that you're heading to next on a route you've planned. What I tend to do with a sat map is just leave it on the map page and follow the route, which works great. It has a it now has the three-axis compass, which I didn't mention in the positives, which means the map page will line up the way you're heading but the pointer that you use on the sat map it 
I'm not a big fan of it. It's not as clear and concise as the Garmin, but you would just keep it on the map page and follow your route on the map page. You mentioned this three-axis. What, what is a three-axis compass, Andy? Can you just refresh our memory yeah. on what that so is? So the Active 20 now has a three-axis compass, which means what, you calibrate the compass each time you turn it on, which is dead quick and easy. And once you've done that, as you're walking with the unit, it doesn't matter if you hold it flat upright or if you're stationary the map page will still orientate in the direction of travel and the big question about calibrating this compass is you really have to wave it around in that strange manner that you do in the office where the garment is a little bit more civilized <laughs> do we have to wave our arms around in a figure of eight is this what we have to do with the yeah, sat map on, on the sat map unit if you've bought a sat map unit or get a sat map unit from us uh, there's a little diagram showing you how to calibrate the compass and you you wave your arm in a figure of eight <laughs> we have found that actually just turning the unit the unit round in your hand Three different ways which we have a video on our online training course showing this is far easier but it is a, it is a simple process to do even if you do look a bit silly when you're calibrating the compass each time you turn the unit on and what about the build quality the build quality of the old sat map active 10 and 12 wasn't what it was in the garments you know you could send them away get them reconditioned this kind of thing have they improved that build build quality sorry on the new sat map active 20 yeah no it's a real tough feel to the unit i know it's been um, it's got a test that they call it it's an ik4 test which is drop testing it on concrete from a certain height and you can tell when you pick up the unit it's a nice it's got a nice weighty feel not being too negative towards the size of it it, it has got that nice weighty tough feel the tough gorilla glass we've mentioned the waterproof weight and it does feel a nice tough unit um some people might look at the weight and think a little bit heavy but to be honest that's because of the big battery in it that large battery i'd rather have the large battery to be honest um, and just have that little bit of extra weight so to summarize they've got really the massively improved haven't they? this new active 20 i think as 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 shaking up the market it certainly has shaken up the market we really like it. i say we've just had it a couple of months so i'm very interested to do a review after six months and see where we are with it but again it's got a fantastic battery life it's super high res screen um it's got it's using the first gps unit to use the galileo it's the european satellites i say we talk about battery life it's well built high weather rating and it updates via wi-fi there's a few little uh pullbacks where it's maybe not quite as good for cyclists compass pointer and he was mentioned about navigating is maybe not quite as good um and and the weight is it's heavier but it's heavier because of that battery so overall i say we really like it we're selling an awful lot of it um yeah i think it's it's good and have a look um on our online resource um on the online resource we've got loads of video reviews on it and that will hopefully get you to grips with it. so you've got online resource have a look at it and you can get get to grips with it and is anything else you want to finish off andy and say or not? Yeah, just, kind of... just a tremendous unit and we'll, we'll we'll keep doing new videos and on the the sales part of our website under the gps store we've got videos on there take a look at those videos as well showing me unboxing the unit and looking at the screens for the first time brilliant so the next thing we're going to do is look at garmin Basecamp. so garmin Basecamp is the free route planning software garmin gps users uh, users use the reason i brought this into the first podcast that we do is actually we have quite a few conversations with people where they're not even aware of this free route planning uh, tool why is it free because you kind of need a garmin gps unit to use it so actually it's not free because you've already bought your garmin gps unit and the history behind garmin Basecamp was in the past you used to have to buy your maps twice so you have to buy your maps on your gps your ordnance survey maps on your gps or, or, or topo mapping or whatever and then you used to have to buy a separate route planning software for your computer something like memory map anquot quo or something along these lines and, and until i think about five six years ago if you came on about two-day gps training course the first day was how to use your uh, unit and the second day was how to plan routes on quo in our case or memory map uh, before that and and 
what you would do is create the routes on your computer and then you just transfer over the waypoints and the routes and the route data without the maps onto your GPS unit. And then you have that backdrop map on the back that you'd have to buy separately. But a lot of people rightly said, well, actually, why am I having to buy my maps twice? Seems very unfair. And the reason was you only had a license to view the maps on one device. So Garmin cleverly came up with this piece of software called Garmin Basecamp. When you plug your GPS into your computer, it pulls all the maps off your uh, GPS and you see it on your computer screen. And then you can go ahead and plan your routes or your walks or your cycle routes on your on, on Garmin Basecamp on your Ordnance Survey map and then you transfer them over onto your GPS and it just makes that route planning uh, a lot easier. So what kind of things Andy does it enable you to do? What can you do with Garmin Basecamp and how does this work? I, I must mention that it's both PC and Mac isn't it Garmin yeah, Basecamp? Yeah so as John's mentioned it's a free download from Garmin. It'll work on a Windows operating system as long as you've sort of got Vista or newer and the latest Mac operating systems. Download it for free onto your computer. Once you've downloaded it you simply plug in your handheld GPS device that's got maps on it. Most of the GPS devices we sell now come bundled with OS maps. As soon as you plug your GPS device into your computer with a USB cable, the first thing I would look at, it just lets you view your Ordnance Survey maps on your computer screen. Nice thing I like, you don't need to be online to do this. Once you've downloaded the software, you can have a laptop away from yeah, home. Brilliant. Don't need to be online and you're viewing the Ordnance Survey maps that are actually on your GPS That's great. Device. If you're on holiday, aren't you? You can just take your laptop with you, plug it in, you don't know where you're going, you can then plan your routes on it, can't you? It's yeah. So you get, you get your maps up and you start, as John's mentioned, you can pre-plan routes on the software to send to the GPS, really easy and straightforward. Um, it also lets you, the nice thing I like, you actually go for a walk with your Garmin handheld GPS. A lot of you mightn't be aware of this, you can record where you've walked, a little track recording, and it's nice sometimes when you come home to have a look at that recording of exactly where you've walked on your computer screen, the software enables you to do that as well, have a look at where you've just been. And then that makes it into a digital file, and that track then is a digital file which you can share with friends, you can email to friends, you can give other people in your walking group and that kind of thing, can't you, with that track that's being created, because when you've got it on your computer we've now got a digital file that we can uh, we can manage now the other thing is well with Basecamp as well as planning your walks and planning your routes and seeing where you've been and managing all that data that's on your GPS it is the way isn't it that we access this bird's eye voucher bird's eye voucher is a way you can download 125,000 mapping onto your Garmin GPS device so again you get a bird's eye voucher and it's it's quite a simple step I think Andy isn't it to, to use Garmin Basecamp to download this mapping isn't it yeah what Garmin's talking um, sorry what John's talking about is a Garmin voucher that we have on our website called bird's eye and that voucher um, 19.99 enables you to download some more detailed mapping for Great Britain Ordnance Survey 1 to 25 mapping using the Basecamp software. It can actually be used. What what I like is uh, any of you going abroad, there is a number of con other countries other than Great Britain that you can use the voucher for. And with the free software, as soon as you move the basic map to the area, say an example would be somewhere in France, it brings up a an, an overview of a map in France, a sort of Ordnance Survey map for you to look at and then use this voucher to actually download some more detailed mapping to your unit nice and straightforward um, we've got nice guides and videos on the online training resource showing you how to do this and it's a nice feature of the Basecamp software that you can 
add on these vouchers for extra map downloads. We keep talking about this online resource. I know people are aware. You know, if you get a unit from us, uh, you get access to what we call the online resource with like an online training area. You can access 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you just go to our website, gpstraining.co.uk, you see online resource on that top menu on the top, or alternatively on the top right hand, and then it takes you to a separate website, which is the online resource. In there, there's absolutely stacks full of videos. You know, you'll see Andy's done, I think, about an hour and a half of videos of how to how to use Garmin Basecamp. Thankfully, it's not all in one go with a lot of little um, um, segments of how to set up Garmin Basecamp, how to plan routes on it and this kind of thing. And don't forget, as it's for PC and Mac users, when you go into the online resource, you choose I'm a PC user and Mac user, so you'll see exactly what what you see on your on your screen. And again, if you brought your unit from us, you will have got a step-by-step -step paper copy of, of what it is. So to summarize, Garmin Basecamp free route planning software, have a look at it. If it looks a little bit confusing when you first open up, go onto our online resource, have a look through the resources there and get to grips with it and and again if you do buy a unit from us you just get two free webinars and one of the webinars is on actually how to use Garmin Basecamp that's how fundamental we think it is if you become one of our training courses the whole of the second day is how to plan routes on Garmin Basecamp so Garmin Basecamp certainly worth exploring and again if there's any any questions or any problems just get in touch drop us an email at GPS training and we can hopefully help you out with that so the next thing we're going to look at in the podcast uh, today is the best mid-range Garmin GPS units under £350. So this is kind of, you must be that's not mid-range £350, but it's what we kind of class as a mid-range GPS unit. The contenders, I believe anyway, are eTrex 30X. Now, this doesn't come with 150,000 full GB mapping. It just comes with what we call the bird's eye voucher, which we were just discussing the Garmin base camp uh, section. It enables you to download 3,000 square kilometers of mapping via the Garmin base camp software. So eTrex 30X. We then have the eTrex Touch 25 and 35. These are 320 pounds and 350 pounds. And those both those prices are bundled with the full GB OS mapping at 150,000. And then finally, at the moment, we've got the GPS map 64S reduced to 350 pounds. I think the recommended retail price is 399 pounds. Isn't that right, Andy? It well? is, yeah, 399. So it's produced at the moment 350 pounds, um, and that's a really good, um, really good uh, current unit on the market. So then let's look at eTrex Touch and sorry, eTrex 30X first, Andy. So this is really the 220 pounds. So it is 100 pounds below everything else. Pros and cons. What do we think of it, or what do you think of it? And would you advise someone to get get one of these or not? Well, the nice thing to start with with a mid-range unit, I think you're looking for something still with a colour screen and the ability to have some maps on the screen, and also this three-axis compass, which all of the mid units that we've talked about here have that. What you find is as you go up in the price range, you tend to be looking at either a bigger screen, more mapping. Or easier functionality looking at the eTrex 30x it's a good starter unit because it has the three axis compass meaning when we stand still it'll still point the map in the direction that we're heading yep it has a color screen it's a smaller screen out of all of the units it's the 2.2 inch screen hence the cheaper price that the money hasn't went into the screen it's went into just a nice small compact unit you're not getting the ordnance survey mapping with it hence it's a lower priced unit but i think if someone wanting a starter unit with some maps in the background um, it's a good starting price to look at the only thing i find with the 30x though um, some people like using it. it it comes down sometimes to personal choice it's a little joystick control so yeah those of you who don't like using a touchscreen, you have got buttons in a joystick pretend on the my, my my hands maybe aren't that uh, big and clumsy but sometimes you find the joystick just a little bit fiddly hence i tend to like looking at you know moving on to the 
the smaller touchscreen units like the e-trex touch 25s and 35s and that's one of the things because it doesn't come with full gb mapping if you decided to want that so you wanted that at a later stage how much would that cost that full gb map card yeah well the retail price on the gb 150 map card is 200 pound so you know suddenly you're making that e-trex 30 over 400 pound whereas we have the e-trex touch units 320 and 350 pounds with the ordnance survey map and so works out a much better buy and is that a better unit the e-trex touch range is that a better and what is the difference i'm throwing all these questions at you between the e-trex touch 25 and 35 i know there's just 30 pound in price difference so initially what's the difference and is it that much better than e-trex 30x which is the one we just discussed well the big thing with me it's called the touch it's called the touch unit because it has a touch screen i find it much quicker moving around on a touchscreen unit um, it has a slightly bigger screen so it's got the 2.6 inch screen compared to the 2.2 inch screen obviously that the biggest benefit for me is that garmin do these the bundles that we do sorry that we get from garmin with the gb 1 to 50 ordnance survey mapping makes it a much more cost effective way to get a small compact unit with 1 to 50 mapping to be honest, I just find the touchscreen a lot easier to use. And I find if you're someone who's nowadays doing a lot of different activities in the outdoors, you're not just hiking. These units are suitable for cycling, geocaching, mountain biking. The one thing you'll notice with a touch unit, it's got this new activity profile that Garmin put on units where when you turn the unit on, you can simply swipe the screen left or right and say, I'm hiking today, I'm road cycling tomorrow. I'm not saying you can't do what that do it with the 30 but it's a little bit more time consuming to do so i think it's just in generally if you if you're happy using a touchscreen unit an easier unit to use and the thing is i know you mentioned about the different profiles different activities i think the fundamental thing is that you get a bike mount with these things so it actually says actually it's not just a walking gps it is also a cycling gps unit and actually if i remember right it's the only garmin gps unit you get a bike mount with so actually that tells you where that fits in the marketplace doesn't it yeah, and another thing to bear in mind, the Touch 25 and 35s actually come with full European, Western East, sorry, West and Eastern Europe topoactive mapping. Brilliant mapping if you're, you know, going on holiday and visiting towns and villages, maybe some low level walking or as a cyclist, you know, so it comes with not just the Western European mapping that the 30X has on the background, it actually has all of Eastern Europe as well. And the main difference between 25 and 35 are the 35 has... 35 has a barometric altimeter built into it so you will get more accurate height data for those of you interested i suppose more on the climbing and the height data it also has a few extra features to do with linking it to a smartphone garmin have a free app called garmin connect and if you link the touch 35 to your smartphone when you finish a walk or a cycle ride you can sync that data with the smartphone so it's got a few extra features that you don't have on the 25 that they're syncing with the app and also the barometric altimeter that's brilliant so that's the e-trex touch 25 and 35 and the final one in this review of the best mid-range gps unit from garmin is the gps map 64s so it looks different than what the e-trex touches why what what's the difference about it so a GPS Map 64S is a very tried and tested, reliable, rugged unit. It's got that rugged feel. It is a push button unit um, compared to the touch units. It actually has the same size screen as a touch 25 and 35, that 2.6 inch screen. Where I find it better for those of you who maybe don't like using touchscreen or you're someone who's using a unit a lot in the winter and want to keep your gloves on why i prefer it over the 30x's it has decent sized buttons on it that i just personally find easier to press and navigate around rather than using the smaller sort of joystick joypad um of the e-trex 30x so i like the good size buttons on it and obviously it has that slightly bigger screen mm-hmm. and that's 
I was going to say, as we've touched on with the touch units, of course, with the Map 64S, we do that bundled with the full GB 1 to 50 mapping as well. So it's personal preferences. I'm going to put you on the spot. Andy, if you could choose any of those units, E-Trex Touch 30X with a bird's eye mapping, E-Trex Touch 25 and 35, GPS Map 64S. I know you're not giving me a straight answer, but if you did have to give me a straight answer, which one would you choose? Mine, personally, would be the Touch 35. Um, I love cycling and I love walking and hiking, so it gives me that ability to do you know different activities quickly. And I like touchscreen because we're all so used to our smartphones now with a touchscreen. To be honest, that E-Trex Touch 35 is just like a small Oregon 700, isn't it? It looks exactly the same. The interface looks very similar, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, brilliant. So I hope that's helped a little bit. That's looking at mid-range. I said in future podcasts, we'll look at real budget end GPS units and we'll also look at that top end. So if you're looking for a mid-range GPS unit, Annie's top tip is get that E-Trex Touch 35. But if you do winter walking, maybe look at the GPS map 64. I just told Andy off and not, uh, not coming down to the GPS unit and I kind of muddle, muddle the, uh, the water up at the end. So the big debate, you know what, we even discussed this in the office this morning, as soon as this comes up in the office, it always brings a debate. The big debate on this on this month's podcast, podcast is can you plan routes on your GPS unit? We're going to disagree more than likely, but it's something that comes up. I know when I do the webinar, I do the webinar on teaching how to actually use your GPS unit. And on that webinar, I go over briefly about planning routes on your GPS unit. Why, why would you plan routes on your GPS unit rather than, um, uh, rather than um, doing it on your computer? Mainly if you've not done any route planning or if you go out and you decide to change what route you want to do, um, you might want to sit down behind a wall and plan that route. I think that's more the way you would do it, Andy, rather than actually sitting in front of your television. I think that's more, because if you were at home, you'd have a computer to plan it on. And that's right, isn't it? It's more you would be out in the field. That's when you would plan routes on yeah, your GPS. Yeah, I mean, even if you went away on holiday, most of us these days tend to have laptops. You don't need any internet access so if you're sitting at home in a holiday accommodation you've got your laptop with you you would use the base cam software to plan your routes and that's on a garmin though on a sat map you need to be online though that's one of the yeah things on that... the sat map unit uh, they have planning software called expedition so you would actually need to be online to use that planning software yeah, so really, you would, you, yeah, you would, yeah, planning routes on, on the computer. If you're a sat map, you really need that Wi Fi connectivity. Again, if you're a, a Garmin user, you could just start up your laptop in your caravan or wherever you plan those routes. So, actually, on, on our online resource, or when we do the webinar, we actually show you about planning routes on a GPS unit. Uh, on a GPS unit. And what I often think you've got to do is just think about it before you do it. So, before you start tapping away on the screen, um, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to tap it by uh, creating a route by tapping the screen, but I know Annie's got another option but it, before you start tapping away and creating the routes it's best just to pan out get a good overview understand where you're going to go to and then zoom back in to get the detail on that map and then start tapping where you're going to create a waypoint and do it but i know andy's got another way that he uses about how to plan routes on the uh, gps unit yeah so what john's talking about is you're out in the field you've maybe planned a route in the unit the weather's turned a bit nasty or for other reasons you've decided you want a shorter route off the fell so you're looking at the gps device map page while you're sitting down on the fell side and you want to tap some points on the map to, to plan a short route to get you off the fell now to be honest i think if it's just going to be marking three or four points on the map page to take you a little bit further down the fell you could then continue and do the same again it's not a bad thing to do i wouldn't be planning a long route that way in the unit what john's talking about the way i tend to do it this is maybe more so if you have come away from home and you don't even have your laptop with you so you have got a little bit more time to prepare and plan the route uh, plan the route on the unit 
what you can do if you've got a map or guidebook in front of you and um, you can get some grid references of points that you want to aim for on the map or actually on the gps device you have functions on the touchscreen garments where you just touch on the map and mark a point what we call a waypoint touch another point and so on and so on and then it's like a child joining up the dots you've got a function in the unit where you say create route from these points that you've either manually entered or touched on the screen and you're just joining up the lines between them I wouldn't necessarily be doing that on the fell side. I think that would be back at the holiday accommodation or, or sitting in my tent if I'm not as lucky to be uh, staying in a B&B or a holiday cottage and you would manually just put those grid references in. And then not just moving away a bit from the Garmin, look at the sat map. They have a slightly easier process, you believe, in doing it? I, on the sat map unit, I mean, looking at the new Active 20, a bit like the Garmin, you, you bring up the map page of where you are. So it's really for planning a route of where you are at that time for that emergency route. You do exactly the same as the Garmin, as in you tap on the screen and mark a point. I want to go here, 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 and gradually plan your route out. But I think it has a little bit more flexibility, I find, on the sat map. Because if, if you mark a point in the wrong place or you want to add extra points, it makes a little bit easier on the screen of a sat map. You sort of drag your points around on the actual map page and move them and readjust them and add new points in. I think a little bit easier than the Garmin. And also the sat map with this HD screen we talked about a little bit earlier in the podcast, that must help because you can zoom in and get that more detail. Yeah, whether it be in the high resolution maps it's a really clear map for when you're actually planning the route on the actual screen itself and then jumping back to Garmin we have to mention this topo pro, pro mapping a topo pro mapping what is it and what is it on a Garmin GPS unit yeah so we're talking about planning routes on, on the Garmin unit there's actually a product that Garmin do called topo pro mapping which is a, a map card that has Ordnance Survey 1 to 50 and Ordnance Survey 1 to 25k mapping on it. But the big feature of it is if you're walking in one of the 14 national parks, so this is only in the, the national parks, and you haven't planned a route or you, you need to change your route, what it allows you to do, now remember this is only in the national parks, but you can use it a bit like a car sat nav. So if you're out in the field, out on a fell, and you need to get an example I often give you might be up on a fell above the village of Grasmere in the Lake District you could actually search for that village in the GPS like we would on a car sat nav and say take me to that village and this is for walking on, on footpaths it would create the route for you on the footpaths without you having to sit down and plan it yourself but you've got to remember that is only in the national parks it's just what we call the terminology we use is routable off-road data and the big thing is, I hope you all sit down every, how much is the Topo Pro mapping, Andy? <laughs> to actually buy that map card on its own, it's £349.99. And when we've just been reviewing GPS units for £350 or less, suddenly it does double the price of, yeah. a, of a mid-range GPS unit. Do you think it's worth the money or not? I think for someone who's you know spends a lot of time walking in, I mean, the National Parks has got to be the example. Yeah. It does give you that functionality that a lot of people are asking us for these days. They want the GPS to work like a car sat nav. They want to be able to touch somewhere on the map and say, take me there without having to do any planning. Um, so if you're in a National Park and you do a lot of walking in the National Parks, yeah, great, great feature of the new map. Card. Brilliant. So that's the big debate. The big debate of this month is can you plan routes on your GPS unit? The answer is yes. I think we kind of say practice makes perfect. You no, know, you put this into practice. So again, don't wait till you're in a caravan or a tent. No, do it from home. Go out for a short walk. Practice. All everything with GPS is practice, practice, practice. We've talked a little bit about how the sat map differs from the Garmin, and we've just had a brief insight into this Topo Pro mapping, which is this top of the range one twenty-five thousand mapping. I know one fifty thousand mapping uh, from Garmin. We which gives 
gives us this turn by turn data, which is the same as a car sat in the experience. That's a big debate, all finished for this month. Now, just a few things as we tie up the web at uh, the webinar, I keep talking the webinar the podcast today is we've got a new lo new course location in the New Forest. Again, the south of England has been very popular with our two day GPS training course. And Ian, who's our trainer down south, has, has, has been looking for a new location and he's come with the New Forest. He's found the place, the village hall where we're doing in, and it's really superb, uh, superb location. And we've had great, great feedback from Ian actually out wrecking it. So we've got a new two day course um, in the south of England, and that's going to be in New Forest. Uh, first course date is the 14th and 15th of October, and it's been so popular just by mentioning our newsletter. We've actually only got one place left, we've actually got more dates going on. Uh, for next year uh, I think the first course next year is the 17th and 18th of March we've got that course in the new forest um, I know I say let's just mention it before Ian's been very taken back uh, by the uh, the quality of the uh, walking and the location for that course so then top tips if you get our weekly newsletter from GPS training you know Andy always does a top tip both a Garmin and a SatMap one so why don't we roll that into the podcast so what are your top tips both Garmin and SatMap Andy Right, we top tip for this podcast for Garmin. We've talked about weather conditions and we've talked about the route planning software Basecamp. So you've sent, good example, circular route to your Garmin GPS device using Basecamp software. You get to the start of your walk or cycle ride and think due to the way the weather, the weather is, the way the wind's blowing, you're going to walk that circular route in a different direction. But of course, in the software, you've planned it to go one way. What you can do in your Garmin handheld GPS device is go into your route planner menu where all your routes are stored. Touch on the route or select the route with your push button unit that you're about to do. And one of the options when you do that in the editing tools is to reverse the route. And you can simply reverse that circular route to say, I'm going to do it in the opposite direction. It's a great way if the weather's turned. So the Garmin top tip for this month on the podcast is reverse your route according to your weather conditions. So it gives you that flexibility, even though you've planned it in every Garmin base camp before. And the SatMap one is... So on the SatMap unit, even on the Active 12, the older unit, you can still do this. With the new unit being a touchscreen unit, we often get asked the question with a touchscreen unit, will I accidentally move the screen? What happens if I touch on things while I'm walking with the unit that I didn't mean to? But like your mobile phone, the SatMap units do have a screen lock. It often gets forgotten about. And I think it's more uh, more relevant now that we've got the touchscreen SatMap unit. So all you do on either your Active 12 or your Active 20 unit, when the unit's turned on, you press and release the power button once. And a lot of people don't realise it's there. You see a little yellow padlock symbol right at the top right of the screen next to where the on-off button is. And all you need to do is touch the on-off button once more while that padlock's displayed and it locks your screen so you don't accidentally move it. And you simply repeat the process and you can unlock it. Fantastic. That's brilliant. That's our top, our top Garmin and SatMap tips for this month on the This Month's Podcast. And then finally... Oh, there's another and finally after this, and nearly and finally, is what do we have coming up from GPS training over the coming months? You may have seen over the past few months, we've changed the way our webinars are. And what webinars? I must just uh, clarify that. Webinars, these live seminars where we teach you how to use your GPS unit. In the past, we just had one on how to use your unit and the second one on how to use um, Garmin Basecamp, um, either on PC webinar or a Mac webinar. We had a lot of people saying, actually, it's a little bit confusing because the units have changed so much over the last few years. So now 
now we've categorized the webinars into unit specific webinars. So on the 19th of September, we've got Getting Start with your Etrex 20X, 30X, and GPS Map 64S. And then the following week, the 26th of September, we've got Getting Started with your Garmin GPS Oregon 600 series, Montana series, and GPS Map 64S. And then on the 3rd of October, Getting Started with your Garmin GPS, that's for Oregon 700 series and Etrex Touch series GPS units. Then Andy's got the webinar on getting no base camp for Mac users on October the 4th. And then we've got another one, um, we've got another uh, getting to grips with Etrex Touch 20X and 30X on the 10th of October. But have a look at our website. If you go to our website, click on GPS training courses, you'll click on webinars, you'll see all the webinars um, on there, and you can just sign up to one of those again, uh, or two of those actually uh, one for how to use unit and how to, and the second one, how to plan routes on your computer. All right, we've got a few courses coming up now. As you look on our website, you'll see our course get very, uh, very fully booked. We've got a South Down course um, on the 23rd and 24th of September, which is fully booked. Uh, end of September, um, 30th, 30th of September, 1st of October, we've got one in the lakes, which is fully booked. We've got one place left on that um, New Forest course we talked about on the 14th and 15th of October, and then we have one at the end of October in Cotswolds, again, sadly fully booked. So if you do want to come on one of our two day courses, please book ahead, get yourself. Uh, booked onto those courses and you'll see either um, myself Andy or, or one of the other trainers again we have various trainers who um, who deliver those courses for us around the country so I very much hope you've enjoyed uh, the first podcast from GPS training many thanks for listening please do tell your friends about the podcast um, share it um, and send them a link you no know, our links are on the podcast uh, uh, host on our website so send them a link tell them it might be something you're interested in listening to if you don't already um, if you've not already signed up to our newsletter just go onto our website on our on the left hand side you see mailing list and you'll see a weekly newsletter from ourselves an electronic newsletter which will keep you up to date with everything that's going on in the world of outdoor GPS unit. And don't forget, we're here. We work five and a half days a week, so Monday to Friday, and then we have a skeleton staffing on a Saturday morning. So give us a call if you're interested in buying a GPS unit or interested in some of our training courses. So uh, without further ado, I very much um, hope you've enjoyed the first podcast. So thank you very much, Andy, for joining me, uh, for bringing in the technical information. And, um, and we'll be again, we'll be back again uh, this time next month. We may have a guest on, Andy doesn't know this yet, but we may have a guest uh, coming in from Garmin uh, to chat over some of the options. Uh, so it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Andy. Goodbye. 